Wait, wait. The, the remix. Whoop, whoop. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome B-Tech Smith and Steve Mex. B-Tech Smith and Steve Mex. You are now entering the Megacars, the Megacars. <laughs> What's up, Ted? What up, Steve? Oh, uh, things are great. I'm glad that we're back. Mega casted. Getting blown up on uh on all forms of social media. Facebook, Twitter, even Snapchat. Our girl Ashley sent me a message last night. Hey, mega casting tomorrow? I'm like, you know it. Yeah. Everybody's just, pumped to have the mega cast back for 2017. She just needs to recognize that European vacation, Audrey is the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the best one in your eyes? Is it Juliet Lewis? Oh, no. It's Vegas Vacation One. Okay. <laughs> Who was Vegas Vacation One? Is it an actress that actually got on to do something? Or? It's got to be, right? Because Juliette Lewis is Christmas Vacation One, right? Yeah. Or was She's she Christmas or, Vacation? Or was she Vegas Vacation? No, because Vegas Vacation is the girl with dark hair. Okay. Yeah, Juliette Lewis is just Christmas Vacation One. Dude. I don't know how you could hate that, Audrey, because I feel like that Audrey has the least amount of, like, part in a movie yeah that was a that was a a a low-key role yeah and 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 that was such a great movie you really couldn't f that movie up now i i watched it over the break and i was like god damn this movie's still funny still holds you know what we watched uh speaking of uh holiday movies we watched home alone oh nice man i i fully went into it like going oh man that's really like i would never turn that one on see i was yeah i was nervous i was like i don't want this to change my opinion of this movie is so high the last thing I want to do is realize like movies like Airplane and other movies where you're like, ah, it doesn't really stand the test of time. It's not as funny as I once thought it was or it once was. Yeah. That movie still was awesome. Nice. It's still great. All Although right. it's weird watching now, knowing what Macaulay Culkin looks like, because it's hard to look at him as a cute kid anymore. It's like, oh, that's the makings of a really weird looking kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's got like the bad druggy habit of like, he looks like he's on drugs and he's always drinking energy drinks. Yeah, he just looks like he doesn't get any sleep. But you never hear of him, at least not recently. Like nothing has happened to him where you're like, "Oh, his life is on the line." You know what I mean? It's no, just, it just, I'm just for my taste. That's like the druggy look. Is like you're mm-hmm. always wearing shades. You're very frail, almost gaunt, and then sunken eyes. And then you're always sipping an energy drink. Yeah, and it's like oh, I don't have any and a speed around. So I guess I'll just drink <laughs> this energy drink. I'm off the meth, but I'm drinking three bottles of Jolt and a Red Bull. Per hour. <laughs> well, man, it's great to see you. I got to start off the mega cast with an apology. Oh, to, yeah? To the mega family and to you, the Ted Smith. When I set up that whole buildup of the exciting news that could happen in August. Oh. I never put two and two together that for those listening, they were expecting me to break the news that my wife is pregnant. <laughs> And all I'm doing is breaking the news that I might be able to go to a festival and get wasted with you. It just shows where my mind is at. <laughs> I know, man. Well, it seemed like it was a slow build for the last six months. Steve has fertility doctors and this right. and that. Major announcement. What's the major announcement? And then I'm like, I'm going to a festival to get, get wasted. Like, Ted, you don't know what's happening? I'm just going to a festival to get wasted with you. Have we confirmed that yet? Uh, yes. Oh. Good news. The, the festival, uh, the morning radio convention is the first weekend of August. All right. So now I just got to make everything work. 
obviously, you know, it's tough to tell my wife that I'm going to be gone for two straight weekends. Correct. But I believe she'll be okay with it. Because yeah. it's, it's, I can't imagine that I'm going to be able to do this every year. If, and, and, I feel like this might be the only chance I have where I can go to both the radio convention and the, and summer meltdown. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, is like I was saying, like you, you don't have to go all four days. No, I wouldn't you get off do that. work Right, because you get off work on Fridays <laughs> yep. at like, I don't know, 10, 10. 30, 11, 30, right. So, I mean, you could drive up there, still get a full Friday in, a full Saturday, and be home Sunday afternoon. And that, that, that would be perfect. And, yeah, I'm sure- and the first year I went, that's what I did, too. Mm-hmm. And by Sunday, you're like, I, I need to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I don't think Sid's going to have an issue with that. But I was just like, <laughs> when I got all the tweets from people, and there was multiple people being like, dude, I totally thought you were going to tell Ted that you were having a kid. Yeah. I'm like, gosh, man, I'm sorry. I didn't even think like that. So, good to see you, man. It's good yeah, to be back. Dude. Why don't we get things rolling right off the bat? Let's get our uh, blood pumping, our heart racing, and our brain functioning. It's time to do some push-ups. I'm really perplexed on what song to use to start off 2017. I'm perplexed if I could do 10 push-ups right now. I'm a little worried about that, too. I, I did a workout yesterday that was fully about arms, and it was like this weird, like, just doing stuff with light weights, but like these weird pulsing things. Yeah. And man, my arms are killing me. See, I'm just on the opposite. I just haven't done crap in like three weeks. Well, Ted, I feel like I have the song that's going to get both of us ready to do push-ups. All right. It's a song that, uh, well, it's made it way into the rotation on the party bus. Ooh. Biggest boss and I've been in Trillis. That's right, Rick Ross and Skrillex. Purple Lamborghini. From the Suicide Squad soundtrack. I do love this song. I love this song. All right, let's get 10, people. You wanna know my game, suicide squad Pistol on my waist, I might make a mistake Headshot, headshot, oh my god, am I crazy? Drugs every corner, this is Gotham City I was like, not as bad as I thought. Yeah. Here comes the best part. Forgive me for my wrongs. I have just begun. It's hard to describe that sound, but I love it. I, and it's like, I don't know about you, but it immediately makes me put on like the sour face. Like, mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I got a poop and I just ate a sour candy. <laughs> I was hoping the music was going to play under that. <laughs> I got a poop and I just ate a sour candy. That's the name of our first mixtape. Yeah, man. When that drop beat, Steve gets all in that Phelps face. Starts Bro, doing his thing. I do. I tuned in. I checked out the, the, the podcast, the episode where you played your rap record. Oh, you oh checked my, it out? I never laughed so hard. If you have a chance, anyone listening that's not listening to the podcast, you got to do yourself a favor and just go listen to that episode. A couple, I think it was two episodes ago, right? Yeah. Not last episode, but the one before. Ted plays a, 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 a mixtape. A, a, a diss track, Steve. Yeah, a diss track, It's a sorry. diss track I made against a guy named Teddy Breakfast. It was on the message boards, <laughs> talking trash. Again... This was many years ago. Right. It's questionable content. It's a different time. Yeah. So it's very homophobic. <laughs> I mean, there's the bottom line. That's like, I will say. Wait, uh, slicing him like OJ or whatever it was. Right. <laughs> Dude. Right, some of the references are a little dated. I got. <laughs> we got to play that on the bus one year. Yes. We got to work that in like at like three in the morning. Right. Just like, totally go for it. Like, what is this? Like, it's Ted. It's Coach Smith. Ted, on this week's uh, Migs, I got super distracted by this. I promise I won't get distracted with it on this, but I mean, we might have to just recreate a new mixtape or a new diss track. Uh-oh. 
Check one. It's one of those old school drum machines drum that like people like Rick Rubin and and like all like th- that's what we used to make that diss track. Right, they, they made an app of the old school Akai um, drum machine. I mean, this is basically LL Cool J's first record that's right here. It's like. Yeah. So. <laughs> As Steve looked over, I started bouncing my head. I know. I was like, oh man, maybe Ted's just going to drop some rhymes right now. We'll have to save that for a future episode. I'll have to plug it into the board and we'll get it sounding nice and smooth. Yeah. I mean, look, dude, you could, you could make beats right now and I could drop some lines, but you're not wearing anything fire retardant. We know it'd be fire. <laughs> Ted Talks, starring the Tech Smith. Ted Talk today is pretty quick and simple. Uh, Now, I saw this once on uh, these counterfeit Ted Talks you might have seen before. Oh, those those wannabes. Those wannabes. Ever since we started doing Ted Talks, all of a sudden now it's a thing. Right? Look, we know who came first. I don't care if you got your fancy stuff and your rich people talking. Started here. Yeah. And everybody's like, dude, when you're at Burning Man, did you go to a Ted Talk? Like, yeah, every morning around 11. Yeah, I live it. Right? I'm doing it. Yeah. So feel free to let those TED Talk people know they're copping our style, and we're coming to them with a diss track. Right? Steve's <laughs> laying down the beats. I got them rhymes. That'll be our first diss track. Right? TED Talks. We're coming for you, Tony Robbins. <laughs> uh, no, I was just going to say, you know, New Year's uh, resolutions, this and that, uh, main thing is, I'll just tell you what it's helped me before keep a resolution or this and that. Number one is... Don't tell everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm one of those counterfeit TED Talks I saw this guy talking about. And he's like, look, it's not even that you're quitting. It's that your brain tricks you. They took two focus groups, right? Mm-hmm. And they were both going to run a marathon. One group told all their friends and everybody in social media. The other group didn't. Now, the group that didn't, not all of them ended up running the marathon, but a higher percentage did. And what they uh, demise, not demise, but what they figured from that was that your brain, when you start talking about a goal, it starts releasing small amounts of dopamine and stuff, and th- and your brain really? starts thinking that you're already reaching this goal. Just by talking about it. Just by talking about it. Weird. Yeah. So for me, I think one of the, the two big things is, I, I always say, just, you know, tell your wife or whatever, but like, you don't need to blab to everybody what you're doing. Right. And go, day one of this, day one of that. Like, if you if you, if you want to do something, keep it to yourself. Then the other thing, too, is just small steps. You know, what, what, you know what, the oldest thing in the, in the world is what Rome wasn't built in a day. It's mm-hmm. like, well, look, you're not going to lose 30 pounds this month. No. So just start slowly. You know and what people I mean? think they might be able to, and they get so discouraged when they don't. Yeah. And look, Steve is a prime example, right? Like before you lost all the weight and kept it off, you tried all that crazy crap. Worst and thing like, I ever did was do one of those cleanses that makes you lose weight really quick. Right. Because then you just gain it back and more. A ton more. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Like I remember I was like... I think when I did one of those, like, I can't remember, it was like isogenics or one of those cleanses, right? Yeah. And, you know, bought into it. I saw people like, look at me, I lost all this weight. I'm like, fine, I'll try it. And you just basically starve yourself and take a couple pebbles of whatever it is that tastes like chocolate and then make a shake and eat some celery and that's your meal. And yeah, it worked. Like I went from, I think, 260 to 240, like, like, like that. Right. And then... When I got off of that thing, I was like, I need to eat. And I just became like this bottomless pit of of a slob of eating and eating. Next thing you know, I'm back at 260. Then I'm at 270. And then I peaked at, I think, 279, 280. Yeah. And that's when I realized, 
okay, I just had like a 40-pound or a 20-pound swing on top of what, you know, and it was like, no, this is stupid. I'm just going to try and do it slow and steady and not worry about it. Yeah. And and you're right. It was the best thing I could do because I was training myself just to eat better, to be a little bit more healthy, to think twice before, you know, having that second Dick's Deluxe Burger. Maybe one's enough. Yeah. Or the other thing, too, like I was always a big Chris Farley fan, right? But one of the saddest things about him is that he would always go into these rehabs and then the TED talk was just good luck with your stuff. (laughs) 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 But one of the things I read was just like if he if he went off the wagon with anything, like if he just started eating bad food again, then it'd be like, all right, and the booze and the drugs. So So it's like, look, even if you're being real strict or whatever, I don't know. It's a Seahawks game Saturday. You slip up. you, you, You have a beer or you eat. Like, don't kill yourself over it. Get back on track and, and get it done. One screw up is not going to all of a sudden mean that you've put twenty pounds on. You know what I mean? Like I think, yeah, <laughs> right. you're right. I mean, and 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 don't get to the point where you're going so uh, militant about what you eat and what you do that you're just miserable. And you I mean, food is fun. I ain't gonna. I, I'm never gonna be that person that's gonna be like, I do you live to eat or do you eat to live? I live to eat. I'm proud of it. I love to eat. That's yeah. my favorite part. I look forward to dinners. I look forward to meeting up with you when we do our nighttime mega catch. A, to do the mega catch, but B, because then we're going out to eat like champions. Yeah, get some sushi. Because we just had a championship podcast. That last sushi we had was really good, too. Oh, so good. Yeah. Well, I mean, even Christmas. Like, look, it's fun. And trust me, I had plenty of adult beverages over Christmas. No, you so. didn't. Yeah. I mean, your birthday's right around that time. Of course you stayed sober. But the food is my favorite part. Like, I was thinking about it. I was doing a rundown. I was like, all right, well, I had people over, but it's like, I went to this really good Italian restaurant. uh I had some no case, Steve. It was awesome. Oh. Right? <laughs> See what I mean? I freaking live to eat. Yeah, even just something as simple as like, uh, there's a Euro shop by my house, but it's only open during the day, so I never go. And after I got my haircut, I was like, you know what? Getting a Euro. It's been like it's been like a month and a half. So I'm with you. I love eating, and it gets me excited. Right, and then then you just you you, you do your work, and then it's a reward. But- yeah. I mean, I want to play this clip of audio. Of, I just saw it right before we started the Megacast, and I want All to right. get, your, get your reaction from it. But Brandon Marshall, who uh, we both found found out about, you, Ted and I, and we share a lot of similar opinions, and this is one of them as well. We both like Brandon Marshall. I do. Yeah. I, I like him. I like him on Inside the NFL. He's a good player, and I like that he's uh, honest about his mistakes. Yep. And like his mental stuff back in the day, and I'm sorry, I've heard people talk to him about like, well, you players agreed to this CBA, and he's like, yeah, because I wasn't smart enough, so now I'm trying to educate other players. Right. I mean, when you're freaking 22 years old, you expect that they're going to be like anybody. Like, look at us when we were 22, 23 years old. You think we made the smart decisions all the time? I don't know I if we ever made a homophobic diss track. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I was doing stupid s- diets that that starved myself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that was the first thing I thought of. I was also. You weren't doing those at 22. That no. was more like 32. Yeah, you're right. I was hooking up with girls I shouldn't be hooking up with in, in exchange for audio safe tickets. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, Brandon Marshall, <laughs> tough season with the Jets. A 5-11 and 11 season, obviously. Yeah. A lot of people were expecting a lot better since last season. They looked pretty decent. There was hope, and it went down the toilet rather quickly. Didn't so, they win like three right out of the gate, too? I thought they started off kind of strong, because so when they not. played the Seahawks, they were still viewed as uh, somebody that you know people should pay attention to. Yeah. So they asked him, "Hey, well, what do you think? Describe the season." And he was just on uh, Inside the NFL. All right. And his response, Ted, I think you're going to love it. It's only going to cement why you love Brandon Marshall. Put the season in perspective from yours and your team's standpoint. The best way I can describe it is having a diaper on and, and never changing it. 
and, and, and just sitting in that diaper the whole year. That's how our year was. Wow. It was a bad year. Mm. He's just saying it was S. <laughs> <laughs> and he sat in it for all 16 games. Oh, I know. I should mention, of course, that first voice you heard was James Brown, DeMatha Catholic University. <laughs> DeMatha Catholic High School. Speaking how, of DeMatha Catholic. The, yeah, how did DeMatha guy do uh, for the, the Huskies? Going to see him tonight. Oh, it's tonight. Yeah. Nice. They're playing the Ducks. Who? Wh- what player is it? Uh, Markel Foots. Markel Foots. Yeah. So everybody cheer him on. Yeah, man. Superstar freshman. That's right. DeMatha Proud. <laughs> it's like my honorary school. Yeah. Yeah. I'm almost to the point where I'm going to start trash talking our buddy AJ Francis about Gonzaga. Do it. Yeah, purple. Purple. We should write a diss track about Gonzaga. <laughs> He'd probably write one in return. Yeah, I don't know if Ponton would be too hot on me doing that. Like, you're 36. <laughs> don't encourage the young guys. Starting a diss track with another guy who's like in his 20s. Right, the place for the skins. Like, I feel like that'd be a weird text I got from Ponton. Like, hey man, thanks for the support, but easy on the diss tracks. <laughs> We're trying to get past that, man. Right? We're trying to be harmonious. Right. And All frankly, right. good, good counsel is who we play in the championship every year, so Gonzaga's not even a thought. Oh, <laughs> the disses keep on coming. Yeah. All right, well, I love that we're doing Maryland-based dissing on Seattle-based, yeah. Maryland-based high school here in Seattle. It's all right. One, one of my cousins will hear this and laugh. Yep. Everybody else is probably like, what? They're like, what's wrong with these two? And why is Steve even getting in on this? He doesn't even know, he doesn't even know so how to spell the math. <laughs> uh, all right, we come back. I'll, um... You know, let's talk about the. Uh, you mentioned something to me yesterday. You said, I have a story for you. It's the most embarrassing thing that's happened to me ever. Yes. And I'm not kidding. <laughs> All right. When we get back, we're going to talk about that on the right. Megacast. I have a question. What the f is Swank? The Megacast will be back. resolutions is to lose weight now there's help super glue lip balm simply apply the super glue lip balm to your lips one application and you'll start losing weight fast it's just that easy listen to this satisfied customer no diet no exercise and watch the pounds melt off super glue lip balm happy new year skinny okay hello human my name is Robot. Grace the Australian Robot. And the Megacast is back. Hands down, my favorite song. It's my jam of 2017. Highly suspect in the song. It's called My Name is Human off of their new record. All right, I should say, who is that? It's a great song, man. That is. That oh, is it's, got, good. it's got a good vibe. The production's great. It reminds me of like 90s era um, alt rock. 
Yeah, you know, like they would have like I could hear that like alongside with like Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and stuff like that. Just cool, dirty, grimy production and nice. awesome song. Where are they from? No idea. All right. Yeah. That's I all like- I know about them. I, I I listen to their record. It's, it's kind of like an ups and downs. Like some songs, I'm just like, all the songs are good, but sometimes you're like, maybe someone else should have wrote the lyrics for you, sir. Like some of them are a little like kind of cheesy. I also like the name of the band. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, that was like me and like a couple buddies. And then I had one teacher, uh, Jason Ballou, who's a lawyer now. But that was always his thing. Like, you'd be like, oh, that's very suspect. And oh, so that's then, funny. Right. And he was a Spanish teacher. So I remember it was being uh, more suspecho. <laughs> so that when I heard the name of the band, like highly suspect, I'm like, ah, oh, nice name. Yeah, it's a great name and great sound. So check them out. Especially that song. I know we play it on KSW from time to time. And that's where I first heard it. And I'm like. You know, when you hear a song on our station, like, look, obviously, we're not stupid. Yeah, people always say, hey, I hear the same songs all the time. Well, if you hear all the same songs all the time, so do we. Like, you know. Plus, for us, right? For BJ and Miggs and for the men's room, like, we don't play a ton of, like, new stuff. Like, right. it's, we're only going to play songs that are, like, that are certified hits. ACDC, Alice in Chains. Right. Yeah. Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Or, Guns N' Roses. What's the cover song? Which one? The, um, the disturbed one. That oh, so, Sound of Silence. Right. Luckily, we still have not played that on our show. <laughs> that's sorry, that didn't sound right. I just that song is way too depressing for me. Thank you. Yeah, I'm with you. Hello I know people. Darkness. People love that song. I I have, I have trouble with it. I'm like, it's so depressing. First song I first time I heard it, I was like, that's a really good cover. Yeah. Then I kept hearing it. I'm like, I it was funny. We were in Dallas, myself and uh, Kevin from Metal Shop. And we, oh, yeah, for wrestling? We, yeah, for WrestleMania. And we're driving around, and we got a rental car, and we put on the rock station, which was weird because Malcolm, the voice guy for KISW, is also the voice guy for The Eagle. All right. So it feels like he's cheating on us because you hear his voice. You're like, you're in their house? You're in their house, and I didn't even know it? He didn't go full Eagle, did he? Oh, he went full Eagle. Jeez. Oh, and... <laughs> That song was playing, and as I'm driving, I'm like, oh, I changed the station. I go, I'm so glad our station doesn't play that. And Kevin goes, so you clearly don't listen a ton because we're playing the hell out of that song at night. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm, when I'm home, I'm not listening to radio, man. I'm just I'm watching TV. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm like going off about, I'm so proud of our station. We're not playing that crap. And we are. I get it. It's popular. It's yeah. just not my type of song. Right. So, right. So, when when a newer song comes yeah. into one of our shows, right, it's like, what is this? You're like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Zoinks. <laughs> All right, Ted. Let's talk about what happened on your birthday that was the most embarrassing moment of your life. All right. I Again, if you listen to the podcast, I go into greater detail. I, I, that'll, I that'll come out tomorrow. That'll come Thursday. out tomorrow. Yeah. I don't want to say it's the most embarrassing, only to keep that title in case something else... Like, this happens in my life. The year is early. Right. It was a perfect way to end 2016. So, the podcast, I have the whole version. I'll give you the condensed one. First of all, shout out to Steve. After G2, Steve is a good friend. We went and got my tree. I should also mention that I have an old school tree stand, right? Yep. So, it has a spike in the bottom that you put the tree on, and then it has like a like a nail you kind of crank into it. It's so primitive that the instructions are done in hieroglyphics. Like, it's, yeah. it's that old. But this year, Steve, that thing was perfect. Money. One shot, perfectly balanced. Yeah. Even when I unscrewed it, I was like, all the years I've been doing this, I don't know that I've ever gotten it that centered. Yeah. Because I know, think last year, didn't we? It fell over, I think, the first couple times I tried to put it in. Yeah, it was perfect. It was so weird because we put it down and I was expecting to be like, I'm like, Ted, get up and look at it, man. It looks like it's perfectly centered. It's not tilted. <laughs> yeah. And for those that were wondering, we did talk about it on the last podcast when we went. 
we were wondering whether or not the guys that we were going to get the Christmas tree from were going to be drunk again. Yes. And uh, yes, indeed, they were. They were drunk again. Not as drunk, but they were drunk. Not as drunk. They were drunk. And also, last year, we got the tree on like the 22nd or 23rd. Yes. I think it was the 22nd. Yep. This year, we picked it up on what, the 18th? Yeah. Which I felt was still reasonable. And they still were like, you guys are the last guys here. (laughs) Yeah. They were like, no one else is coming, so we're getting drunk. It was so funny. We pull up and we're like, because we drove by there recently before that to go to the window paint show in Ballard, and we looked in and it was like packed with trees. I'm like, wow. Packed. I didn't realize that place is really that hopping. Yeah. When we get there, what's it like five trees left? Yeah. I mean, there was more than last year, but it was it was slim pickings. And so we park, we get out of the car, we're looking at the trees, and all of a sudden they're, they have like a mobile, like, a, an RV. Yeah. And, and they like slide the window open, and it's just like you could just smell the booze coming out of the RV. Yeah, like, hey guys! And everybody always says to me, like, do you, do they offer you beer? And I go, eh, it's not like that. I think it's more like pints of brown liquor that they're just in there drinking. I also like to. I don't know if you've noticed this yet, but every year we go, there's only a couple options, and they'll always be like, that's the best one. Yep. Which I end up buying, but because it's a tree lot and tradition, I, I force Steve for at least two minutes to be like, we got to look at the other ones, and then I feel them and go, I don't know, Steve. I don't know. Yeah, he's like, I want to check out the other ones. The other ones are like the saddest, most pathetic looking trees. Like, you don't even need to go near them. You can tell they're not the right tree. There's right. only one that looks still like a Christmas tree, and Ted's still like, I just want to still check out all the other ones. And me and the two drunk guys are like, all right. I mean, if you got to. Right? <laughs> all right, so we get the tree and everything. Uh, uh, Christmas Eve is my birthday. Yep. Uh it's so like I said before, it's not like a sad thing, but like, uh, you know, like I, I've never been married. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't, I, I, I don't have anniversaries, this and that. So, so I'm a little, I'm a little bit of a spoiled little brat when it comes to my birthday. Like I invite over the people I want. Yep. Generally people like, like you live down in Puyallup and you got family stuff, but like. Yeah. If I didn't a, have family stuff, I'd be there every year. Yeah. And it's an interesting group of people. Like my buddy Damon, I knew from fighting or Tyler Smith, the comedian. Okay. So it's a, it's a fun group of people. But and it's a, a lo- mishmash of different personalities. Right. And they're interacting. The room is full of smoke. There's snacks all over the place. Right. So earlier in the day. Wait, I, are you guys smoking marijuana in there? Oh yeah. Oh boy. Steve, this was the first time ever we smoked enough weed. The fire alarm went off. No. Yes. That's impressive. Dude, I won't lie. I I kind of forgot that I had thrown out some invitations earlier in the month. There was a period where even I was like, is a lot of people in here. Like how many, you think? Honestly, dude, like I bet there, there was like 20 people in Whoa. there. Plus, the other thing is, folks, keep in mind, my place is total, what, 600 square feet? Yeah, I have no idea how to do that kind of math, but more than six, it gets a little... It gets cozy. Right. And keep in mind, part of my living room was taken up because I still buy a full-size Christmas tree. Right. So, like, about a third of his living room is Christmas Christmas tree. tree. All right. So, earlier in the day, I had talked to some people back home, and my sister goes, hey, I need a contact person there. Do I know anybody that's going? And I said, well, you don't really know anybody. Why? She goes, well, mom's sending you something. So, I'm already nervous. And I go, listen, Melissa, I go, I got all the food I want. Like, I've been making dips all day. You know, and that's the other thing, too. I spent like five hours getting the place ready. That's cool. Putting beer on it, right? Like yeah. making the dips and everything. And you know me, I like it. Picking up the chicken wings. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, I said, all right, here's Taryn's number. I said, Melissa, like, it better not be food. Like, I don't have room for this either. Like, I'm freaking out. I got enough people. I can't have, you know, Santa showing up. So was, when did this call happen? That day? Right, that oh, day. Boy. Yeah, that's like a, that's a wrench in your plans that you do not need at the, Even though this, the, the, the sentiment is awesome. 
Thank you, Steve. Okay. So you know where I'm going with this. I actually don't, but I feel like I might be on the same side Well, that's the thing. Okay. I get, and this is where I get fired up and people are like, calm down. I get the sentiment of this whole thing, trying to be nice, but it goes terrible. So now I kind of forget, right? But I'm thinking, worst case scenario, it's like Santa or like a giant dude dressed up as an elf. So, Which would be awesome. Right. A bunch of stone people setting up a fire alarm, and then Santa Claus shows up. That would be the best birthday party ever. Right. Still, it, it would be a little embarrassing because I'm 36, and my mom's sending me this on my birthday. You know, but I'm like, all right. that's So I'm, I'm kind of sweating it all day. Uh-huh. Now it's like 6.30, almost 7. The party's in full swing. People are there. Everybody's having a great time. Taryn's like, hey, we're here. And I kind of forget that I had put Taryn on point for this, oh, right? Oh, boy. Okay. Not to mention, poor Taryn and Brad have no idea. Now they're roped into this and have to, like... Did you warn them and say, hey, my sister's probably going to contact you? I ju- all right. All I said was, hey, could you help them with this? And they said yes. Okay. I opened the door, Steve, and it's like a slow nightmare no. on family. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's Marilyn Monroe. What? Yes. Marilyn, a woman dressed up like Marilyn Monroe. Hang on, Steve. It gets better. <laughs> keep in mind. <laughs> I know you're a, times I, I know, said that to myself. Wait, the only thing I think is you're a massive Kennedy enthusiast, the, 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 the family. Oh, okay, we are. Right, so John F. But, Kennedy, Marilyn Monroe, that's my only connection. Why the hell did your mom send you Marilyn Monroe? <laughs> thank you, right? Because the, the happy birthday song she sings is overtly sexual. <laughs> Hang on, Steve. It gets better. Where did she find this girl? I, I don't. All right, I told my mom, I said, I never want to know how much that costs. That is a giant waste of money. I do. I want one. So the right. If this is sent by anybody else, it's embarrassing and funny. But Steve, she comes in, right? Now keep in mind, the kitchen is packed. I mean, there's barely any room to move. And she reads like this whole thing, right? And to her credit, it was funny. She's like, you were the president of your senior class and all this. But every once in a while, when she's saying this stuff, she goes, you know, from the sender your mom. Oh. And it's just like, oh my God, why is this happening to me? What did I do? Because it's your birthday, man. That's why. So it's like, so she finishes that thing in the kitchen, Jesus. right? And I go, and Steve, I'm telling you, you've never seen this look in my eye. I mean, I am beyond embarrassed. So I go, okay. okay. <laughs> and then she goes, no, wait. Oh no. You got to sit down. So goddamn Cobb and Tyler without missing a beat. Sweep away the coffee table. I would be there with them, too. <laughs> now I'm sitting down. She sits on my lap. Oh, my God. Did she give you a lap dance? That's what everybody else, that's what everybody else is like, is this woman going to start stripping? <laughs> right. like, Did your mom get you a stripping Marilyn Monroe? Again, right. Overtly sexual <laughs> and from my mother. I mean, and then Steve, like, she's like, I love oh. your mom. I love your mom. <laughs> Put your hand on my thigh. No! Yes! And she's looking. I feel bad for this woman, too. But she's looking at me, and I'm going to be like, look, I'm not nervous because you're trying to be sexual. I'm, I'm, I don't want to do this because you can't, like, this shouldn't be sent from my mom. And then she does the super sexy happy birthday, Mr. President, in the living room in front of everybody. And then I just, I was like... This must have felt like an eternity. Oh, my God. You have no idea. And again, I mean, I couldn't even, there, there was no, literally, this was, I just kept going, okay. <clears throat> like, all right. And, then, and you're stoned. Yeah. Right. So that's only making it even more like, you know, I mean, yeah. look, 
Stuff, it makes you paranoid. It makes you feel like you don't want to be like on a, you don't want all eyes on you, spotlight on you, and have it be an embarrassing moment that was set up by your own mother. That, right, that's the whole thing. If it was sent by almost anybody else, it probably might have been almost rowdy and funny, just like. Yeah, if like I was like, I'm going to send Ted a stripper in the middle of his party that's dressed as Marilyn Monroe. Right. Right. So, right. And, and that's the other thing, too. It's like, look, folks, I do plenty of things that are, in, and I love being in the center of attention. But when I choose to, so like on my birthday, I, I want everybody, like I love hosting. Right. So I want people to eat whatever they want, drink whatever they want. I'm grabbing beers and stuff. But there's a level of stress of being a host. Right. But I'm saying like, it's just, it's something that I've planned that day. So that was just, oh I'm telling gosh. you, Steve, it might have been the most embarrassing thing of my life. It might be the greatest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you said, guess what my mom did, I don't think I would have ever even come near that. Like, I thought it was going to be like some kind of like silly cake. Oh my gosh. Uh, it was, oh my gosh. Yeah. Ted's and showing the, me the picture. Half the party thought it might have been uh, a, 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 a man? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, man, dude, I've been doing a lot of push ups. And I've been pretty stoked about my arms getting a little bit better. My arms are nowhere near the guns that this woman's possessing. I know. Yeah, wow. Not to mention, I mean, as awkward as I was, that must have been incredibly awkward for her too. Yeah, because she walks into, she walks into basically like a hot box. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't. I, don't, I mean, I don't even know that kind of a service still exists. So right. So, why did your mom? Did, why did your mom think that this was a good idea? I so, I don't mean to be rude, but why? So her defense, right? So obviously, <laughs> like, like Ter- that was the other thing. Taryn had to film the whole thing, which that tape is being burned. So then my mom calls her and goes, "I didn't, I didn't know she was going to be sexy and this and that." And I'm like, "It's Marilyn Monroe." <coughs> yeah, what did she think? It was going to be Minnie Mouse? Right, like Marilyn Monroe's not known for anything else except being sexy. Right, I don't know any other Marilyn Monroe. Right. I do like the line, hello, Mr. President of your high school class. Right, That's that funny. stuff was funny. And like the little things she read at first about living in Seattle, but from the East, like it was, it, again, I get that she meant well, mm-hmm. but oh yeah, hundred percent. Even well. your very nice mother can make mistakes. This was a giant f up, and I told her because here's the only thing you got to keep in mind, folks. I, I like I love my mom, but she already sends me cool Christmas gifts and stuff. Yeah. So it's just that's the thing I think that annoyed me that got me mad. It's just it's so unnecessary. Don't do it. Did she think this would be funny because you're having a party and? Like, it would be like, you know, the really the coolest thing at the party is like, oh, and then Marilyn Monroe showed up. Ted, that's the best party ever. Yeah. And Although I bet like, everybody else at the party thought that was the greatest thing ever. Oh, everybody else is loving it. Because it, A, it's just random, and B, you are mortified. Mortified. Well, I mean, I can't explain it to you. You know what I mean? I mean, look, I was... I lost that dance-off at my cousin Dan's wedding. To a Ted Smith. To a Ted Smith. That was not my proudest moment. Right. You were no longer the best, the Ted Smith dancer. And I was like, ah, I didn't dance that well. That's a little... But nothing, nothing like this, Steve. (laughs) Wow. Because even even MCTP, when I told this story on the podcast, Uh he goes, I had no idea. And he goes, when I showed up, I just said, hey, how was it earlier? And he said, I just looked at him and went, oh, it's just the most embarrassing thing of my life. Like, it's, like I'm going to get a beer. Let's smoke. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, when you told me this yesterday and you said, I have a story for you, and I thought, okay. 
I thought maybe like a girl came and you accidentally put your foot in their mouth or you know what I mean? Oh. I mean a girl came. Oh, I hope she didn't. <laughs> Check your laugh. Oh man. I but I'm just Wow. I can't explain to you when she went from the sender, you're my just yeah. like Oh my god. That's that moment that embarrasses you and causes everybody else probably to cheer. Yes. Everyone's oh, like, yeah. yeah, mom. And look, my brother, I'm sure my cousin's going to have fun with this one for a while. Forever. <laughs> the, the, the birthday that mom sent Marilyn Monroe. Oh, I know. The best is, I got to give credit to my brother. The best was, I talked to him Christmas night, right? And Because uh, earlier I talked to him and the kids were there and everybody's yucking it up. Oh, is Marilyn still there? Oh, and then I talked to him later that night. He just, he just goes, so, uh... What the F was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did she run it by everybody else? No. Just you, just her and her. And I just, guess she mm. ran it by my, she only ordered it like two days beforehand. Wow. <laughs> I just don't even know why you would even think that was a good idea. I Look, man, that's what I said. I could I fathom love it, a I lot love of it. things. Like, Testudo showing up. I like mascots. That's what I said. About, like, That'd be cool. And she's like, well, I thought I'd get a mascot. And then I called this service, and they said they had this Marilyn Monroe, and it was great. And I'm just like, and I told my sister, I go, when did you find out? She goes, because Melissa calls me. goes, I only found out a day ago. And I said, well, hey, I don't care what it costs. Next time, you, she goes, I know. I should. And I go, yeah, next time you tell her no. Yes. <laughs> just put a stop Just say that. no. If yeah. it's not a mascot, do not send it. Right. So that that's what Kyle was kind of getting on me as I was going off. And I said, I said, look, again, I get it. It was coming from a nice place. Oh, of course it was. Originally. But sorry. you did. I told my mom, I said, never, ever. You don't get to send me any. If anything shows up on Christmas Eve from you, it's getting sent away. Yeah. I honestly thought she was going to send you like some kind of a silly cake. Yeah. Like maybe like a picture of you on it or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, man. That is amazing, bro. That is amazing. <laughs> Your mom is the MVP of the year. Oh. I know. Well, perfect way for 2016 to end. It is. Dude, so she finally leaves. I have no idea what to say. So Tyler Smith, you know, from the dope show. Oh, boy. Like, I, I can just, only imagine what he had to say. I just look at Tyler and go, I, you got to get five minutes out of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? That is the greatest story. You could share that on stage, and that could be your whole routine. Yeah. The night my mother embarrassed me in front of all my friends when I'm at the age of 36. 36. Yeah. Grown-ass man. Mom is sending me Marilyn Monroe. Awesome. Oh, and uh, I'll give that lady credit. She she powered through with the She stayed in character. Yeah. At any point, did she break character and go, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I bet this was embarrassing for you. No. Because honestly, if it, I mean, it had to be kind of awkward for her, too. Sure. Yeah. But I wonder I'm, if she got paid for that. Oh, I don't, I don't, that was, so that was the two things I told my mom. You never get to send me anything on my birthday. Uh-huh. And number two, I never want to find out what that costs. Like, you're about to retire. That's what me and my brother were kind of pissed about. Like, that, I know that was a giant waste of money. Christmas Eve at 7 p.m. to have a singing telegram come by. Well, that was... The- what do you think, 500? Oh, I don't want to know, Steve. I do not want to know. 250? I Somewhere in there is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it had to be somewhere between, like, 250 and 500. Right? Yeah, she could have just sent you a check for that money. And you could have went to a, a, a gentleman's club... And found a girl that looked like Marilyn Monroe and got more out of the deal. Oh, yeah. All right, then when we get back, you think you had an awkward moment. All right. I have, without a doubt, the most awkward interview you will ever hear in your entire life. Oh, it'll make me feel better. I'm in. It's going to make you feel so much better. All right. Like, it's next level awkward. So when the <laughs> Megacast gets back, we'll do that. <laughs> Ah! 
Let's bang our heads to this. The mega cast are going to leave you stranded. But we will be back. My boyfriend and I, two years, had just broken up. Recently single, young, professional, well-educated, and drunk out of your mind? Yeah, I'm getting really, like, belligerent right now. Well, you're just right for us. Drunkenstupid.com. We find the perfect mate just right for you. Let's say you're a drunk female doctor. Get the f- the car. We pair you with a drunk college kid in the campus cafeteria. Yeah, you're going to get it spelled. Just give me some Drunkenstupid.com. Let the good times between you two begin. And the next morning, you both can say, I knew that I'd had a few drinks. Very intoxicated. I see a person that is not me. I couldn't even believe it was me. I'm ashamed. I am ashamed. You don't have to be drunk and lonely. This is my jam. Let's get down, fellas. The mega cast is back. Mars is the best. He is, dude. I mean, do you know his whole little backstory about like just coming up in the world of pop music? No. I'll make it really quick. But uh, Is Mike, he like a backup dancer? No, Mike Rowe does a great podcast, like a six-minute long podcast, and it's basically like a new version of the Paul Harvey, like the, and now you know kind All of right. a thing. But he does it about these random cool stories that he learns about, and he shares it in the Mike Rowe voice. Uh, and he did one about Bruno Mars, and the whole story is about he was, um, uh, I think, Hispanic- artist when he first started and record labels were like really into him like you got the voice you're like this that and then they were like we're gonna market you to the hispanic community and make you more of like a latino artist or whatever and he's like i don't want to do that like i don't want to just narrow my 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 demographic i want to be a pop star i don't want to just be like a latino star no he was hispanic i thought he was just mixed right so he Puts his foot down, loses the, the right, and I could be screwing up some of the story, and my apologies if I do, but he puts his foot down, uh, decides, loses the, the, the record contract, and says, I'm going to do it my own way, and he changes his name. He's like, well, I got to get rid of this name, because it's it's, his real name is, it makes it very apparent that he's, you know, of, of ethnic background. Pablo Salvador. Exactly. Pablo Salvador. <laughs> so he goes with Mars, because he wants to be, like, the universe kind of a thing, you know what I All mean? Right. And Bruno... Because he grew up watching wrestling with his dad, and his favorite wrestler is Bruno Sammartino. That's crazy. And so he does that, busts his ass. Next thing you know, he becomes the biggest star in the world with arguably one of the best records of the year. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's a great story. It's an amazing performer. Um, speaking of wrestling, really quick, I uh, just want to, before I forget, because I forgot on the MIGS cast, uh, next Friday, 
<laughs> I am going to be the ring announcer at Defy Wrestling. It's a brand new independent wrestling promotion. I'm the ring announcer for it. Defy One Legacy, and it's going to have Cody Rhodes. He's going to be taking on uh, Shane Strickland from Tacoma. First time Shane's ever wrestling, though, in the Northwest. A bunch of other great wrestlers are going to be there. A lot of Lucha Underground guys, including we might have next week Matt Cross uh, joining us on the Megacast, and he's a uh, son of Havoc in uh, the world of Lucha Underground, and he's got his, almost as awesome as a beard as uh, D. Ted Smith. Nice. But I hear he's going to come in a red dress and sing you happy birthday. <laughs> so, defywrestling.com. You can check my Twitter. I'll, I'll share it on the Megacast as well, but that's going to be a great time, and we'll talk more about it next week. But I want to make you feel better before we stop this uh, podcast. All right. Today. All right. I came across while we were on vacation what has to be the most awkward interview of all time. And, I mean, some of our younger listeners might not know who Jerry Lewis is. You know Jerry Lewis, obviously. Jerry the Telethon, Lewis. some yeah. Rat Packer. Uh, just part of that scene back in the day with Sinatra, Dean Martin, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, like, right. He was a famous actor and stuff. And then I think for our generation, it was every, what, was it around... It's Easter Seals. Why don't you do that telethon? The March of Dimes? March, yeah, is that, that is Easter. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. His yeah, big so they, telethon. Right, they'd have this telephone, telethon on for like days on end, it seemed like. And he was a wacky kind of, hey, I'm a wacky comic guy. You know, yeah. like that old school doing like the USO tour type of a guy, like the old like school comics. Like suit, but the tie's down a notch and yeah, the, the button's open. Yeah. Hey, hey. I don't know, that's my awful Jerry Lewis impression, but he seemed like a fun-loving guy. Well- over the years, people have shared these stories of him just being a colossal jackass. Like, he's just a jerk. Oh, no kidding. I didn't know this. Neither did I. There's a great article in Vice about him just being, like, a jerk to anyone who comes to his shows. But, like, that's his shtick now, I think. It's just like he's, huh. I don't know if it's a shtick or if he's just old and he doesn't give an F anymore. He's 90 years old. And maybe he's just mean. Exactly. Like, I mean, I really, so often, a lot of those celebrities, even nowadays, too, but I think even more so back then, there was almost like this arrogance to them. They came off real likable on the on the silver screen. But when you met them, they were jerks. Yeah. Oh, I st- there's still plenty of those people. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, so the Hollywood- they can't all be Bill Bellamy's. No, Bill Bellamy is hands down the greatest. Next time he comes to town, we'll hang out with him. Yeah. White boy fun. White boy fun. With Bill Bellamy. When I was sitting on the beach at Ocean Shores in a Carhartt jacket and, and a scarf and hat, uh-huh. drinking a beer, going, ah, this is great. It's like tailgating. In my head, I thought Bill Bellamy would be like, this is white people's stuff. <laughs> like, you're like, you guys are sitting on a beach in 45 degree weather going, this is beautiful. Right. You could do that inside. You could drink without a jacket on. Right. No problems. <laughs> so Jerry Lewis was getting interviewed by The Hollywood Reporter. Um, I guess they were doing like a big piece about um, performers that are now in their 90s, still working, still vital. And it was going to be a piece like asking him about, you know, still being a performer that old in your life. All right. So the reporter, though... It almost felt like this might be his first time ever doing an interview, right. and there was blood in the water before he even said hi. Jerry Lewis was just a jerk from the onslaught, onset. Onslaught. Or the onslaught. <laughs> Hello, Mr. President. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Trust me, Steve. I've made it past the, the point. I, I've accepted it now. Those Marilyn Monroe jokes are going to be around for a while. Yeah, you got it out of your system, yeah. and now you just got to reap the benefits. <laughs> so... I'm just going to play. I, I edited out some of it. I didn't edit out the awkward pauses because I felt they were so important to this piece. All right. But I, I trimmed a little bit of the fact. It's like seven minutes long, and it's just, it's so awkward. It's hilarious. And I got about three minutes of it. All right. All right. Are you ready? Let's do it. It's so freaking great. Here we go. And let me know if you want me to pause. We're doing a feature on people who are still working in their 90s. Have you ever thought about retiring? Why? Uh, was there never a moment that you thought it might be time to retire or you would want Why? 
I mean, right off the bat. Yeah. He's pissed. And he's looking at him like in the most like, I'm annoyed with you look. Like an old man, I'm pissed at you look. Yeah, I'm not even positive if he's saying why about retiring or why are you doing this piece on people in their 90s. <laughs> That's a good question. Right? Because yeah. the guy made a statement, asked a question, you know, and he just kind of went, why? Why? And you can hear like the awkward giggle at first. Yeah. From the reporter or the interviewer. That goes away rather quickly. Then it's just full on awkwardness. Why? You come from um you come from a generation a little older, and I think of Bob Hope, George Burns, Sinatra, people you knew, many of whom didn't want to uh, re- or never retired either. Um, do you see similarities with them? None. None? What do you think drives people like you and, and them to want to keep working? Because we do it well. Jesus Christ. How can you be that old and mean and arrogant? Like, what did, did this guy step on your cat before the interview started? Yeah, like, and does Jerry, I'm sorry, Jerry Lewis is like, but I mean. Yeah, I, he's a legend. I get it. He's a legend, but I, there's nothing I've ever seen him in other than that telethon that I'd be like, oh, he's great at this. This is why he still does it. Right. I saw some people like giving the report like he didn't do his homework and he should have showed him more respect. I'm like, well, he, he went in to do a piece about guys that are in 90s. Working, that was the premise. Did Jerry not know that was the premise of the interview? Yeah, like who's the old mean guy that has all the one-liners? Uh, Don Rickles. Don Rickles. Like, I'd Don expect Rick- that. Right, and like Don Rickles, it's like, because I'm good at it. I'd be like, yeah, he still makes relevant jokes and can bust chops on everybody. <laughs> yeah, what the hell is Jerry doing? Right? <laughs> Here we go. And how about, um, what? Um, what's different about performing now for you than, say, 20 years ago? How is it, how is it different for you? It isn't. Not, a, not at all? Not at all. Um, have you made any, Jesus. do you have to make any concessions to being, you know, old, older in your, in your performing or does... He sounds so terrified to ask him. He yeah, he's like, I, I have scared. to, he's like, my job is telling me I have to do this. I have to have a story. And there's, there's not any ill intent in those questions. No, he's scared crapless at this point. Yeah, I think it's fair to ask a 90 year old dude if he had to change his set from when he was in his 20s. Yeah, you'd think you'd have something to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> How do you keep the material fresh for yourself? By working at it. Jesus Christ. You've had <laughs> uh, a number of, of health issues oh, over boy. the last few years, as many people your age do. Anyone that's 90 does. Anyone that's 90 does. That might be like the most that's engaging. Like a, yeah, that's like an actual human comment there. Right? So anybody that's 90 does have health issues, but the show is still exactly the same. Right. Um, continuing to work, does that, does that actually help you get healthier? You know, does being sort of busy and engaged, do you think that actually helps you get, get healthier? No. Do you think it hurts? Like, do you, do you think? No. You've been. I mean, that's, oh. that did not get edited one bit. That was that long, and it was like a Mexican standoff, <laughs> just staring at each other. Jesus, man. Um, you've been coming to Vegas for a. You've lived here for a while. You've been coming oh, here, here for a long time. Here's How that. is Vegas different for you than when you first came here? When was the first time you you performed in Vegas? Nineteen forty-seven. What can you tell me? What what Vegas was like when you first showed up? It's not. It's the same. 
It's the, it's the same. Exactly. Come on. Right? Let's, I mean, let's be realistic. Nothing about Vegas is the same. Exactly. I love what the guy says. It's actually a funny line. <laughs> it's weirder. Exactly the same. Like when you show up in 1947, what was it? It wasn't a little bit of a dusty cow town. It was, what was it, what was it like? A dusty cow town. And do you still think of it as a sort of dusty cow town? No. What do you think it is you have in that, that uh, attracts you to younger fans? Like, like how have you sort of maintained your, your audience over the years? You tell them you're playing there and they show up. And you, nothing different than that? Jesus. Right? No. So what are your, you're on tour now. What else do you have um, planned for, for this year, 90th year? Mm-hmm. Right, do you have anything else lined? <laughs> yeah, but nothing we want to talk about. Damn. Uh, right? And so you've worked with a lot of... Was it? Uh, sorry. Like at this point, was you, it a junket, or was it just like a, a one-on-one interview that he was this mad about? I think it was a one-on-one interview. Like he was just sitting on a, like a chair. Like it was. I don't know where they were. It felt like they were at Jerry's house, and the guy's off camera, and the camera. Like you never see the guy. It's just pointed at Jerry. So I think they were going to take parts of the interview, like some news agencies do, and edit it up and just like use highlights. There's no highlights. He gives no answers. So about 30 more seconds here we go alright a lot of people over the years what do you have a favorite story about like oh. Dean or or Frank Sinatra or somebody that you that you worked with or you know over the years that you like to share no nope. not at all none how about you have an unfavorite story you like <laughs> nope not for this so I guess we're finished sure Anything else you want to? No. So we're finished. Sure. Thank you. Is that the reporter's manager or is that Jerry's manager? I think it might be Jerry's manager. I'm not sure. But, I mean, that would have been the greatest thing that that reporter ever heard is, I could leave now. I, unless we miss something, like maybe there'll be more information that'll come out over the course of time, like something was said before the camera was rolling to put him in that bad of a mood. How do you be that big of a dick? Yeah, and how do people blame the reporter for that? I think just people want to, you know, if if that's your hero, if that's the person you love, it's like a homer mentality with a sports team. Like, you know, if somebody does it that's on the Jets, like, does something awful, we're like, F that guy, he's a piece of crap. But then if, like, Richard Sherman did the same thing, everyone's like, he's so smart and just so out, you know what I mean? Like, so I think people just want to defend the people they love so badly that they're willing to put blinders on and not just cop to the fact that Jerry was being a jerk. A hundred percent. Like, I feel for that reporter. I mean, he tried every technique you could. Like, all right, let me try this easy softball. Because, I mean, that's the whole thing. Like, you've look, you do more interviews on, on BJ and Miggs than I do on the men's room. You just sure. smiles and thrill. But, like, like I a lot of times with interviews, it's tough. you got to find something to get them to start talking about before you can kind of win them over. But one word, sorry, if you give one word answers, that is that is the just a, a dick way. It is, and at There's that no point, way around it. like I mean, I would imagine it's really awkward because you're in the same room. Like if we yes. were on the phone, I'd be like, "All right, man, well, it's good talking to you. Be nice, yeah," but, and then hang up and be like, "Never talking to that guy again." Yeah, but, I mean, geez, Jerry, in the room. I think we're done now. I would have been like, "F yeah, we're done." Oh. Stupid old man. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Screw you and your cow town. Right, it hasn't changed at all. 
I mean, even if you're angry, you'd think you'd fire off something like, I don't know, we used to have real performers. Now they have guys pushing buttons being DJs. Something, Something, man. right? But you can, just to sit there and go, eh, it hasn't changed at all. It's still a dusty cow town. Like, no, come on, dude. Right. Have some, I mean, dude, show you, you're a funny guy. You're a witty guy. Even at 90, obviously, he's still got his, his you know, faculties. He's still able to talk. He's still able to listen. Like, have some fun with the guy. And you could still, like... You could still be short in an interview, I think, and kind of prove the point that you don't want it to go too long. Right. But one-word answers is just, ugh. No. Right. No. As a cha- right. I don't know. Why? 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 Well, like, because you're freaking 90, dude. Why don't you retire? That is the be- just the start. We're doing a feature on people who are still working in their 90s. Have you ever thought about retiring? Why? I mean, right off the bat, it's like, you know what? Have a good day, man. I'm out. Yeah. Go screw Somebody, yourself. Someone else do this. Somebody interview. screwed that up. Yeah, something happened. I don't happened. know, right? Like, I don't, because he, right, he says we're doing a whole fe- feature on these people. How do you so know? So it's like, did some, like, I feel like somebody higher up was just like, no, we got to get Jerry Lewis. And this poor bastard was the sacrificial lamb. And, or maybe some, they're like, yeah, 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 that'll be great. We'll get Jerry back in the spotlight. And then when Jerry's like, what is this about? Oh, they just want to interview you. And maybe he didn't even know that it was going to be about being 90 and old and yeah that one's you know? so awkward i feel like it's not between him and that reporter but the reporter was definitely the middleman oh yeah all right ted i know you got work to do um <laughs> we'll be back next week uh maybe we'll have matt cross son of havoc from lucha underground and a man that's gonna be wrestling at defy wrestling get your tickets at defy wrestling.com and that's uh also at defy north nw on uh twitter i'm making it more confusing than it needs to be all right <laughs> why why no <laughs> It's the same. Uh, was there never a moment that you thought it might be time to retire or you would want Why? All right. <laughs> was I not telling you? No, it starts. He has a little bit of a snicker because he's like, oh, he's laughing with me. And then as the interview goes on, that snicker is gone. Yeah. That make, did make me feel better. I don't feel as embarrassed. Way worse, right? <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> All right, we're going to get out of here. Thank you for listening to the Megacast. Follow us at the Megacast on Twitter. Yeah, happy new year. Happy new year. Let's get 10, baby. How do you even make that sound? I don't know, dude. I mean, I know it's like a, probably like a synthesizer. <laughs> I know it is too, but yeah. I love those weird sounds. Why? <laughs> Why?